broadcasting from our studios in Delaware, our new show from Raven Moonshadow is frank, opinionated, outspoken and very cutting edge. Dealing with relevant pagan issues from around the globe, welcome to Cauldron FM's The Nest. So, merry meet everyone. This is Raven Moonshadow coming to you from The Nest, located somewhere here on the east coast of the United States. Well, I tell you what, it is great to be back in the studio after such a long radio silence. Getting back to all of my listeners, my short break to spend time with my family last year turned into some kind of major catastrophic uh, fiasco and event. But I tell you what, there were a lot of things actually, all kidding aside, that really needed to be attended to. So those are done, those are taken care of, and in the meantime, I was able to take advantage of the time that I had and get some really fantastic uh, projects covered, uh, done and taken care of, and those are well on their way. But I, I tell you what, enough about that. I do want to wish all of you here a uh, happy Beltane to those of you in the Northern Hemisphere and a blessed Samhain to everyone in the South. I truly do hope that you all pass the holidays very well and were able to celebrate. Well, here we are on the nest, the oft-times opinionated pagan adult broadcast with news, views, and now also some reviews hosted by me, Raven Moon Shadow. Just as a reminder, Short disclaimer here, the opinions and views expressed here are solely my own. They don't necessarily reflect the opinions or views of Cauldron FM, Cauldron TV, or the remainder of the Moonshadow Media production family. Alright, so here we are jumping in with both feet. Coming out of Ireland, news on irishcentral.com, the Irish government to give full legal status to pagan weddings. Now, in the past, the only way to have a legal wedding would be to go to either um, a health service executive registrar or a religious body to have the marriage be considered legal. They're now looking at extending that out to non-religious civil ceremonies as well as um, pagan weddings. Now, personally speaking, I think this is really fantastic. Um, under the, like I said, under the old law, the Civil Registration Act of 2004, it's only the civil registrars or a religious body. Now, the law does currently include the Pagan Federation Ireland as well as the Spiritualist Union of Ireland as both of these organizations obtained registration under the Civil Registration Act 2004. Unfortunately, it excluded the HAI, the Humanist Association of Ireland. Now, they conduct humanist wedding ceremonies, even though currently they're not considered legal. The new bill will uh, propose to extend the right to conduct these civil marriages to non-religious groups, um, such as the HAI. Now, the Irish Times had gone back, and what they did was they reported um, that the number of couples that were choosing 
a non-religious civil wedding ceremony in Ireland alone increased from 6% back in 1996 to more than 23% in 2006. Now, being that we're now currently in 2012, six years later, I'd be really curious to see how much further it's jumped up. But that being said, um, what they are saying is that any group that's going to be performing marriage ceremonies must be philosophical and non-confessional body. They also have to be able to have been performing marriage ceremonies for at least five years and at least 20 couples must have participated in the ceremony, you know, according to this bill that has been proposed. The HAI, currently in luck, they have nine accredited celebrants who have conducted a total of 153 marriage ceremonies last year alone. I really think they don't have a problem. I think they'll be able to meet the 20 couple quota. No, but honestly, this really is fantastic news. I mean, it's it's sad that people want to get married and they have a government telling them, well, if you're going to get married, it needs to be this way or not at all. I'm a firm believer in equality straight across the board. You know, so if you're going to go out and you want to stand in the middle of a field and get married and you don't want it to be religious, so be it. Have it done. You know, as long as... You know, it's an official who is an official type person who is able to marry you, then I don't see a problem in it. So like I said, fantastic news. Um, great, you know, great things looking to change here. And I'll be looking forward to uh, hearing more out of Ireland and what happened with this bill in the future. All right, I'm going to take a short commercial break here. Whoa, commercials. Yes, seriously. Now, I'm going to take a short commercial break here. Um, first up, though, I am going to play you a brand new song by Celia Ferran. Check her out, www.celiaonline.com. That's C-E-L-I-A. Fantastic artist. She wrote a song on Beltane, titled appropriately enough, Beltane Song. So, here it is, Beltane Song by Celia Ferran. And I'll be back in a couple of minutes. We'll dance the night away. Happy Beltane, everyone. Gather round and bring a drum. Celebrate the summer sun. Dance the night away Happy first of May to you Wear your bells and bring your flute May you be blessed in all you do And we'll dance the night away Song. 
chosen today. Build a fire and build it high. Kiss the earth and touch the sky. Love as if you'll never die. And we'll dance the night away. then you really should check out Calipagium Studios in Velikan, Bulgaria. We offer either self-catering studio apartments, or if you prefer, you can camp in our large grounds. All our guests are welcome to use our large barbecue and patio area. Calipagium Studios enjoys stunning views of the Rodoki Mountains and is situated within easy reach of the market town of Dimitrograd, complete with its restaurants and shops. If you would like to know more and make an inquiry about booking, check out our website www.calipagiumstudios.com and complete our inquiry form. Calipagium is spelled C-A-L-L-E-P-A-G-I-U-M and just tell them I sent you. Psst, pass it on. Cauldron FM, the sound of magic. All right, so I am back. All right, so can anybody tell... Well, not anybody tell me, but I'm curious. This past full moon, the beginning of this month, who got to see the supermoon? Anybody out there? I will say that I was excited to see it since it was the supermoon, and it was completely overcast Saturday night. So that was a bit of a bit of a downer, I would say. I know a lot of a lot of friends, at least on the 
East Coast here in the United States said the same thing. It was overcast. They couldn't see the moon. Doesn't mean we didn't feel the effects. Just means we couldn't see it. However, Sunday night, I saw her in all of her majestical glory. Let me just tell you, she was huge and orange and big. And so what exactly is a supermoon? Well, the reason it's so big, the supermoon, is it's actually closer to the Earth than usual. And really it's like about, oh, say 15,300 miles closer to the Earth than is typical. So not only does it make the moon look 14% bigger, but it's making it look about 30% brighter too. Now apparently the scientific term for the phenomenon is called the perigee moon. All I can say is it was fantastic. So I hope many of you, many of you listening, got to enjoy the the, uh, supermoon. And, of course, take advantage of the wonderful benefits of the full moon in all of her glory and all of the power uh, that is there. I, myself, went ahead and bottled up some, uh, I made a fresh batch of uh, moon water. So I have my, quote-unquote, super moon water. Very excited. And (laughs) so, well, we'll see. We'll see when this happens again. Who knows? In any instance, it was absolutely fantastic, phenomenal, and just all-around exciting. Now for a follow-up story on what's been going on down in Buncombe County School District in Buncombe County, North Carolina. You may may remember that several months back, um, I had discussed about uh, Bibles that were distributed in a public school. But when a pagan mother came forward with religious paraphernalia of her own to hand out, she was informed that the district was reviewing their policy on what was acceptable. She had originally challenged the Bibles being handed out and was told by the principal that anything could be distributed from an outside organization regardless of religion, and that was perfectly acceptable. Like I said, when she came forward with her... um, religious paraphernalia on paganism, she was denied. So I happened to be online reading one mom's live Twitter feed of the board meeting that happened, the school board meeting, and there were a lot of people that showed up in support of keeping religions out of the schools. Um, You know, an entire Jewish congregation showed up. So I mean, a lot of people showed up in support of um, this mom and the right to keep you know, religion out of school so that everything remains, uh, remains on an equal playing field, really, is what it, what it comes down to. And a lot of people spoke on both sides of this issue, those for it, those against it. Now, those that wanted to keep God and the Bible in the school... Um, they were quoted as saying things like, if God is taken out of schools, who's going to protect my children? Yeah, I'm sorry, but really? Let's get real here, people. Who's going to protect your children if God's not allowed in school? 
somehow I don't remember God, any God, having a magical shield that just surrounded your child and kept them in a bubble. If that's the case, keep your kids at home. Now, the board did vote unanimously to change the policy. So school officials must now remain neutral. Like I said, a level playing field. Now, anyone can still pray over their meals and, of course, wear their religious jewelry, but officials can't lead the children in prayers. They may not distribute materials of any religious nature, nor may they promote any specific religion. A Ginger Stravelli, the woman with whom the spark ignited with this whole issue, did say that there are loopholes in the policy, so there are ways to get around things. But really, it's going to be up to those who remain concerned within the district to keep a watchful eye and make sure the officials remain honest and abide by the policy. I think it's perfectly acceptable. If you're going to, if, if you're going to say, well, we're going to allow this God into school, you sure as heck better turn around and allow everybody else's version of their divine spirit into that same school. And if that's not the case, then it doesn't belong there, period. And what people seem to forget is that there's supposed to be a separation of church and state. Public schools are state schools. They are public. They're not private. It's not a parochial school. So if you have a problem with the public school taking God out of school, then go ahead. Put your kid in private school and pay the money for it, for the religious education. If you don't care and if everything's perfectly fine, then leave them there. But, I mean, honestly, people... What's, what's good for the goose is going to have to be good for the gander. You can't have anything being acceptable of, well, God's okay in school so long as it's my God and nobody else's. It doesn't work that way anymore. That being said, let's move on. Okay, now I want to take a break from the news. And while I'm not going to commercial break, um, I actually wanted to review a book with you. Um, so as, you know, being a radio broadcast presenter, I have had the opportunity to um, come across and meet several authors, and I have the opportunity to review books, which is fantastic, and I love reviewing books. I love reviewing pagan titles. The book I'm going to be reviewing right now is not a pagan title per se, um, but it applies to parents and adults. So if you're an adult who works with children, whether they're young, whether they're teenagers, um, you know, this is a fantastic book. The name of the book is Finger Painting in Sight Class. And I'll tell you, I loved this book hands down. It's written by Jay Morgan. Fantastic, fantastic book. Um, let me go ahead and I will read direct from the back of the book and then I'll give you my personal opinion, apart from the fact that I loved it. Finger painting in sight class, artfully applying science to better work with children and teens. A guided tour through your child's mind. Working with kids is challenging in the best of situations. Finger painting in sight class is a resource for parents, teachers, 
therapists, and other adults who want to better meet this challenge and more effectively work with children of all ages. This book will help you better understand children and teenagers. Confidently work with children on a wide range of emotional and behavioral issues. Stop reacting to negative behavior and be more of a positive influence. Better understand some important psychological and spiritual principles critical to every child's healthy development. Develop the ability to use intuition and creativity in your work with children. How would you like to take some of the pressure out of parenting? Do you want to know how to really help kids and have fun with them at the same time? If parenting or managing children has been perplexing, frustrating, or tedious for you, why not shake things up a bit? Put that old parent-by-number book away and try finger painting in sight class. Like I said, hands down, fantastic. Love the book. There are examples, stories throughout the book different scenarios on working with your children, working with, you know, any child, really, working through the difficulties and really bringing things back to a level playing field so parents can realize that attempting to be a puppet master in their child's life is guaranteed to fail somewhere. And really, it brings things back to, like I said, a level playing field to make working together side by side with these children a much more enjoyable experience. It doesn't have to be about pulling your hair out and feeling frustrated and at the end of the day saying, thank you, thank you for the end of the day. I'm now going to go bang my head against a wall. The book is profound and has awesome techniques. I've tried some of them out on my own kids and they definitely work. We all have challenges as parents, as adults, and I can tell you, I have one particular child who likes to go head-to-head a lot. Probably my greatest challenge. The strategies and the tips in this book work. And you'll definitely, absolutely notice a change. Your kids might stop at first and look at you two-headed, because they're waiting and expecting one response and you're coming back and responding to them in a completely different manner. Same meaning, different manner. And it'll make them stop and look at you, but they appreciate it more. And really, it's, it's all about parenting in a more conscious manner. It's only going to serve to strengthen the bond between adults and the children that they're interacting with. I did contact the author and I let him know exactly how much I enjoyed this book. In my own humble opinion, this is a book that should be in every parent's personal library. Parenting classes that happen everywhere, you know, whether they're just statewide, countrywide, worldwide, really all parenting classes should be using this book in some way or another as a solid foundation for their classes. I guarantee even the best parent in the world will find the information in Mr. Morgan's book useful and incredibly insightful. The content here is really so much more than what the title portrays it as. Children don't come with instructions. They never have. They never will. But honestly, if there were an instruction book for them, you can guarantee many of the instructions and life lessons to be learned 
would come directly out of this book. If you're interested in purchasing a copy of Finger Painting in Sight Class, you can log on to www.amazon.com and go ahead and do a search on it and grab yourself a copy. Believe me when I say you won't be disappointed. Now for some other great news that has come out of the UK right across the pond. Schools in Cornwall have been told to put witchcraft and druids on the religious education syllabus. Now how fantastic is this? For the very first time, paganism is going to be included in an official school religious education syllabus. The Cornwall Council came out and announced to its schools that pagan beliefs, which of course include things like witchcraft and druidism and the worship of ancient gods, will be taught alongside and should be taught alongside Christianity, Islam, and Judaism. And they've even gone so far as to um, spell out an agreed syllabus that was drawn up by the Religious Education Advisory Group in Cornwall. At the age of five, children should be learning about um, standing stones such as Stonehenge. And by age 11, they can begin exploring modern paganism and the importance of it for many who live there. It's also going to be adding areas of study to include the importance of pre-Christian sites for modern pagans. They should be able to understand basic beliefs of paganism. And, you know, it's even suggested that children can discuss difficulties that, you know, that a child and a school student who is a practicing pagan may face, you know, when they're in school, you know, with Christians, with those who follow the Islamic faith or the Jewish faith. So really I will say this is a testament to how far we've come. And I think there's, you know, so much further to go. And of course there are people that are going to push back. I mean, already a Christian Institute spokesperson by the name of Mike Judge came out and said that, you know, religious education is already basically bulging at the seams. There's not enough time to cover Christianity and the major religions. So, of course, they're pushing back about the quote-unquote minor religions being, uh, being introduced. You know, they're saying that paganism is faddish. And it has more to do with political correctness of teachers than, you know, the needs of educating the children. And like I said, we've come a long way. And there's still yet a long way to go. But by, you know, by Cornwall coming out and saying, this is what our schools are going to be doing. This is what should be done. I think it really speaks a lot for how society is starting to view the the pagan world, the pagan community. And kudos to them. I think this is fantastic news. I couldn't be any more happier unless of course, you know, they brought it to, you know, this side of the pond and came out and said the same thing. So again, 
kudos to, you know, all in the religious education system within Cornwall who came out and said that this needs to and should be done. And you know what, that's going to wrap it up for me today. I just want to keep this short and sweet and simple. I'm glad to be back. Really happy to be here. Look forward to getting back on again with everyone soon and bringing you more news, more opinions, and, you know, maybe even some more reviews along the way. For Cauldron FM and the entire Moonshadow Media Production Company, I'm Raven Moonshadow, wishing you love and light on your journey. Blessed be. From North Devon to Delaware, this is Cauldron FM, the sound of magic.